Groove Cafe is powered by equity. Dial star 247 hash and open an equity account instantly. Anytime, anywhere, any phone. Star 247 hash. Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe right here on RX Radio. My name is Crystal and the Groove Cafe is brought to you by Equity Bank. Make sure you get yourself a bank account. You can do that online just like that. And my guest today is truly the definition of a creative. Her story, her journey, her career has been evolving over time. Now, she started so many different things. What can I say? Wangeshi Kama, welcome. Thank you. Thank How you. are you? Thank you? I am super duper. How I mean, are you? You are a creative. You're a consultant. You started working at the age of 17. You're passionate about food. I mean, where do we begin? I'm not quite sure where we begin. Okay, let's begin. <laughs> let's begin. You're Kenyan. I am. Born in Kenya? Yes, I was born and raised in Kenya mm-hmm. until I was about 17. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to the UK as a family. Okay. We mm-hmm. came back after about seven years. Mm-hmm. And then... What is that experience like living in the UK? You know, everyone thinks it's it's great, but, you know, it's challenging. <laughs> it really is. It's challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were going to school. My brothers and I, we were going to school. And at the same time, we were working, you know, working at 17, 18. And that's not something that you've done before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a shock to your system. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, we turned out okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we went back home to Kenya. And then we... Um, we stayed for a while, and mm-hmm. for me, because I'm a creative, I wanted something different. So mm. I think, like, so six were you years, like you had a corporate job then at that time? When you I went did. Back? When I came back, I had several corporate jobs, mm-hmm. but then I started to get antsy, and I wanted to do something different as well. So, so what, what were you doing then, professionally? Uh, d- truth be told, like when I was in the UK, I mean, I was studying, but I was working in a bakery. In a bakery? Yes. Ah, <laughs> now you see. I don't know this. So this explains a bit about the love for food and the creativity there. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. I was working for a Jewish bakery and you know their bread is actually different. So mm-hmm. we have halas and all these other things and um, it was an interesting time and I remember that I was the youngest manager because one of my managers quit mm-hmm. and they automatically gave it to me because there was nobody else that was able to take the job. Okay. And uh, as soon as she quit, they gave me the job. And the first month that I ran the bakery at 18 years old, Mm -hmm. I was the person who made the most sales that had ever been made in the organization. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I was the one eating the bread. I'm (laughs) not sure. (laughs) (laughs) So would you say that you also have a knack for, for, you know, sales? You know, my team right now says that I do, that mm-hmm. I have a knack for sales, mm. but I don't think I'm very good at sales because I'm the, kind <laughs> of, I'm the kind of person who, if I come to your office and I'm trying to sell you something mm-hmm. and you tell me no, mm-hmm. I shut shop for the rest of the You're day. Like, okay, I'm bye. like, I'm done. All <laughs> right. I cannot take any more rejection. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't believe that I have, I've got that attitude or that I can keep going even when you're beaten down, especially in sales, I don't think that I can do that. I think there are different ways of going about it. There are the people who are determined and they will keep coming back. And then there are the people who know how to build relationships. And just from that first meeting, something grows from it. 
I can see that as a long-term person, yes, for sales. I can mm-hmm. say that um, that I am a long-term person. That yes, I, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, such as when I'm selling my creative side, my products. Mm-hmm. It's you know uh, because we're in the food industry. You know, you're always like, uh, would you like to taste this? Would you like to taste this? And you know, you can usually tell who's gonna buy and who's not gonna buy. Mm. So usually they say, oh, let me taste it. Then they, as soon as they tell you, can I have your card or where are you located? You know, they're not buying. So. <laughs> Usually, you know, you're They're dis- just finding a way to, exactly. to walk away without showing exactly. That. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually, I even stopped um, printing business cards because most of the time, mm-hmm. almost 90% of the people who are going to tell you, can I have your business card or where are you located? They'll not buy. They won't buy. Thank you for that nice little heads up there. I tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 18 years old, you made the most sales. Yes. And uh, I guess that was quite a boost for you at that point in time. You said you were studying and working at the same time? Yes, I am working. So where were you studying then? Oh, studying in London. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it was around food. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like it was that I'm going to university or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, just learning about food okay yeah okay so you came back to Mm -hmm. Kenya I did Mm -hmm. and then I actually got a um, a job with one of the leading um, one of the leading logistics company in Africa Mm -hmm. actually worldwide Mm -hmm. um, and grew in the ranks Mm -hmm. uh, worked there for about three and a half years Mm -hmm. and then it was time for me to of course I'd had other jobs before that Mm -hmm. but not as serious as this one you Mm -hmm. know your reception is somewhere you're young etc you're in your early 20s and then it got to a point where, again, I got antsy. And then I decided to uh, throw caution to the wind and mm-hmm. I moved to the U.S. So by myself. By yourself? I sure did. Did you have friends? I had US? friends, yeah, but not people that I had seen in like 10 years or, you know, <laughs> people that I graduated with from high school. Okay. okay, so what was the plan when you moved to the U.S.? I don't know, man. I'm that kind of person. I'm adventurous when it comes to, to that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, threw caution to the wind and I told my family, I said... By the way, in two weeks, on June such and such a day, I'm I'm leaving. And they're like, you're leaving to where? I said, I'm going to the U.S. To do they're what? Like, to do what? I said, don't worry when I get there, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll let you know. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know, but you know. But it's so interesting because within a couple of weeks, I had already enrolled in university. I was taking my first class and I got a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. It worked in time. Everything worked out the way it was supposed to work out. Okay. How yeah. long were you in the U.S.? Seven years. Seven years? Yeah. Uh-huh. Seven years. Uh-huh. You didn't see yourself staying on for the next 20 years? or No. You know, um, one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about, especially when you're out there and uh, you, uh, you've got your friends who become your family. Mm-hmm. I had amazing um, I had amazing friends. I had amazing uh, housemates. I lived with two guys in the U.S. And it's so funny because one of them... Happens to be in Uganda right now, working in Uganda at the same time it just mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Is that I had an amazing um, team or people who surrounded me mm. and loved me. Mm. Um, but you know, it gets to a point where you want family, and mm. I hadn't been home for a while. You missed so family. I missed I missed family. So I decided again, once again, I packed up mm-hmm. and came back to Kenya. Okay. Yes. Again, was there a plan when you were coming back to Kenya? You're like, there no, was a I'm plan. just done here. There was a plan uh, because I started to see that call centers mm-hmm. were growing. 
Okay. And my career had started in the call center. Uh-huh. So um, I came back, and it was actually very lucrative for me to even come back because I started getting phone calls from, you know, some of the largest African airlines in uh, Kenya. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Africa, and mm-hmm. then some of the largest um, telecommunications companies. So I started crisscrossing all over, you mm-hmm. know, training, uh, writing training programs for call centers, and. Um, uh, setting up call centers as well mm-hmm. for small BPOs as well as for large conglomerates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed that. But again, you know, when you're a creative. <laughs> so much as you had all this going on mm-hmm. and you were doing a lot of trainings, mm-hmm. that side was still calling. It was. Mm-hmm. It's always calling. So when did you start the Picnic Chikapu? When did you start that company? Wow. That was in 2011. Mm -hmm. And the way it started was because, again, as a consultant, a lot of organizations, especially in Africa, do not appreciate the work that goes into consultancy. Okay. So, you know, they don't necessarily want to pay you top dollar, but Mm -hmm. they're willing to pay other people um, who come from, for lack of a better term, for the developed world. Mm. They're willing to pay them. But you see, you know the problems that you face in Africa. So you're better placed to let them know um, the way it works and the way it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where we are always laughing with my other friends because we're like, if you're a consultant, it's like being a starving artist. You never know when you're gonna, <laughs> when you're going to get paid. So you're like, what? This this life, this life. You, you're good for a few months, and yes. then you're not too sure. Exactly, and then, and then you know you're almost always begging someone to pay you your dues, mm-hmm. etc. And mm-hmm. it just wasn't working for me. Okay. So finally, I decided, okay, well, you know what? It's time to just jump in. I want to do my food, and that's when I started the picnic kikapu. And uh, like you guys here would we say, say chikapu, mm-hmm. same difference. But um, what it was was, you know, we never realize how. When you're going on picnics or when you're going, and it started also because of you are halfway through the journey going to a funeral or Mm -hmm. burial somewhere, Mm -hmm. and you realize we don't have any food, we don't, you know, people are fainting, and you're like, no water, no nothing, and you're taking a road trip, and people don't think about how to put the food together. Uh Uh-huh. And so, when I started, I sent a message to all my friends, and the funny thing is, within two days... Mm-hmm. I had three people who had already said, okay, we're going away for the weekend. We need your baskets. Okay. And it started to pick up. But, you know, with um, a picnic kikapu, it's sandwiches and salads at the end of the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're Africans. We want matoke. We, <laughs> we want food. We food. want rice. <laughs> we want potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so was that the issue? If would yeah. open the basket and they're and like, no, hey. they were very appreciative. They uh-huh. were, uh-huh. right? And they're like, oh my God, those sandwiches are so big and, you know, and the potato salad, etc. But at the end of the day, you know, people want to, don't forget, this is almost 10 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sandwiches, when we're talking about it right now and we're like, okay, let's let's have a sandwich, let's have a salad. Yes, yes, But not yes. a lot of people want that kind of food back then. Yes. Want, even now, they want rice, <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> You know, that's what they want. And I still don't even I I remember trying to get my my colleagues in the office, I'm like, guys, let's have salads. Mm-hmm. Why are we always eating five starches for lunch, etc.? <laughs> and they're like, Wagashi, no, you're trying to starve us. They want I'm rice, like, they potatoes, want rice, chapati. Sure. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? So <laughs> 
Okay, so I imagine that it evolved over time because I know you also were doing like, you know, the baskets, also corporate baskets, those gift baskets, right? And the way that started was when I started doing the, now the picnic kikapu, a friend of mine, one of my closest friends who was also um, one of my clients, actually my main client, Mm -hmm. she said to me, you know, I guess your creative side, I think that you can do our gift hampers. And Mm -hmm. then I said, "Uh, no, I don't do gift hampers. You said no? I said no. And then she said, okay, I think I've got something that's going to change your mind. And then she showed me what her budget was. Okay. For Christmas gifts every year. Mm -hmm. I said, are you out of your mind? (laughs) She said, no, that's how much corporates pay. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So I said to her, okay, I'll do gift hampers, but only for women. I'm not going to do them for men. She says, you can't pick and choose. It's either uh, both of them or Or none at all. all. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. So I started to create. um, Mm -hmm. And I remember that first year. I was so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had 75 gift hampers only, but I was overwhelmed because everything had to be right. You know, the ribbon has to be the right Were color. Were you doing it alone? I, you know, people try to work with me, but... That was the issue <laughs> right was the there, issue right? right? there, like, it has to be in the same area. It mm-hmm. has to be, the, the ribbon has to look the same so that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a method to my madness. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then I, I got paid for it and I couldn't believe it because I didn't work for like three months. I said, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from I'm the consultancy exactly. life. I'm like, this is the way you're supposed to work. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a while. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was there were so many players within the industry. And because mine was so specialized and especially it was gourmet food. Mm-hmm. I moved away, except if you needed like a one off, like mm-hmm. I needed to get Crystal a gift. Um, and I know what she likes. Um, then I, you know, because I was also doing Valentine's hampers, I was doing birthday gifts, I was doing a whole bunch of you know baby gifts as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm I charge a premium, mm-hmm. so my gifts typically started at three hundred and fifty dollars to five hundred dollars for one gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know the more that you order, the price comes down. Mm-hmm. And then other players got into the market and, you know, you would take a sample somewhere and find somebody took your sample and gave it to, you know, a relative or another person who can do it and they copy what you're Uh doing and they charge less because you're importing everything. I was importing everything because, again, I'm charging a premium. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also started now um, helping smaller businesses and getting their products because we've got fantastic products mm-hmm. even right here in Uganda I always got my honey even when I was doing my hampers in uh, Kenya I would get my my honey from Congo from Uganda mm-hmm. because we have great products here in Africa we just have to believe it yeah so when I started to um, when I started to compete or rather when I got other people including friends who were competing with me mm-hmm. I decided it's time for me to do something different uh, you moved on I moved on so you mentioned honey, and yes. that that's going to take me now to your nuts and, and honey, honey company. Yes, I mean I think a lot of people the moment they tried your honey, they're like, "What?" Yeah, I forgot to bring you a couple of jars. I still have a couple. <laughs> yeah, I, because I mean I, I cannot explain this. You have so many different flavors, the ranges. Hmm. When people think honey, they think okay, just basic honey. Yes. Mm, tell mm-hmm. us about that journey, that evolution there. So how that came about is because. Uh, when I found out that um, I've actually been exporting so many things, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought to myself, okay, so you need to evolve. You don't want to do the gift hampers anymore. It's almost like you get burnt out because you always have to think about something creative that hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. And then you're very hands-on. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to work with me, you know. So 
that plays a part as well. So they're like, we are not working with her. Even my sisters were like, we're not working with her. Mm-hmm. She's too, she's too difficult. Mm. So I decided that why don't I make products that can go into gift hampers and I can sell it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So that means I can continue with the brand, but. And that's why if you see the jars, like the jars you have, they say Nuts and Honey Company, mm-hmm. a product of the Picnic Kikapu. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So I started by making, I think the first two flavors were the whiskey honey mm-hmm. and the chili and walnut honey. Mm-hmm. And it took me months, actually took me close to a year to be able to perfect mm-hmm. what it is that I wanted to do with mm-hmm. the infused honey. Mm-hmm. And from there it grew. So we've got um, we've got Christmas cake honey, we have strawberry honey, we have toffee honey, and of course the biggest sellers are the chili and walnut mm-hmm. and the whiskey honey and the whiskey yeah, honey. The whiskey First time I was like, honey. whiskey honey. Oh my goodness! <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what can I do with this? What can I do with this? And you know, even the people who who buy them. Um, they're like, okay, what do I do with them? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, there's some people who literally eat it as a snack, right? <laughs> right out of the jar. I will and not then, speak at this point in yeah, time. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So mm-hmm. I'm actually even in the process of writing um, like a mini cookbook on what you can do with all these flavors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's pancakes. You, you, you know, you can use all of them with pancakes. One of my um, major customers... He continuously buys almost every month and he buys the chili and walnut one. Mm-hmm. And I found it so weird that he and his family, they use it for ice cream. I'm like, okay. The chili and walnut one? Yeah. I'm like, that's a new one. Okay. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. But at least, you know, for the whiskey one, the chili and walnut, you can use them uh, to marinate your food. Mm-hmm. You can use it to make, I use it to make um, salad dressing. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways that you can use the different products. Mm-hmm. So we have strawberry. You know, you can substitute I mean, honey. Toffee. Yeah, the toffee. You can now substitute that I can see it. very nicely with ice cream. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I would never think chili and walnut, but hey. Okay. Everybody's palate is different. Okay. So yeah. your creative side, mm-hmm. gourmet food, mm-hmm. and then now you have a passion for cottage industries as well that you're going into. And I've seen that you, you know, you really try to now source your products locally, whether it's here in Uganda or in Kenya. Yes. Now COVID nineteen happened. And for a lot of people, woo, everything went tipsy turvy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was it for you? Took a beating. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. I really took a beating because before COVID, what had started to happen was I was in the process of getting it certified here in Uganda. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, the costs were also they're almost quadruple, not even quadruple. The the cost to certify products in Uganda is very, very expensive. In comparison to... In comparison to Kenya. Okay. So, you know, like Kenya, if we're going to go to, you know, the KEBS uh, to certify them, it will cost you like, I want to say 150,000 Uganda shillings. Okay. Here, we're talking hundreds and thousands. Mm-hmm. We're all going into the millions for you to be able to certify. Mm. So what I used to do, because I was already uh, in certain uh, small farm shops and supermarkets in Kenya, mm-hmm. literally every three months, I was flying into Kenya for three days mm-hmm. and I would churn it out, mm-hmm. churn out and deliver and stock, stock and come back. Okay. Then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't make sense. Obviously, we were on lockdown. We, we, we couldn't, you couldn't, we even couldn't go. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't even leave. And that's how it kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. It, the whole process kind of stopped. And 
I'm in the process of asking myself if I want to continue or not. Mm-hmm. Again, it's that creative side, you know, mm. like artists. You, you felt ask, like, yeah, there was a serious blow. It really was. And it was growing. And It was. Mm-hmm. It was growing. And I got uh, my customers, uh, my stockists in Nairobi. Some of them were very, very upset because... Of course, you know, you started to get your customers used to it and they, they're calling you and they're telling you, hey, I have orders. What am I supposed to do with them? And I'm like, I'm what we're on lockdown. I'm not sure what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it trickled off. And, you know, they said, you know, we don't live in the country, so it makes it so much harder for mm-hmm. you. And you see, if it was easier for me to be able to make it here and send it, but that's doing double work because we don't even have like the glass jars that you need here. You have to import them. Okay. So you either import them from Kenya, mm-hmm. which is double because you still have to pay customs and duty and everything and taxes here. Mm. Or you could import them and still pay the taxes, duty and everything. But when you're importing them, it means at a time you probably have to do 2,000, 3,000 jars at mm. the bare minimum. Right. Now, it's so a small sense. business. Uh-huh. You have that's what we call dead stock. Mm-hmm. That's just sitting there. 3,000 jars. By the time you put it in all the supermarkets here, you've probably hit 500 jars <laughs> a month. So you're looking and you're like, six months worth of jars. What do you do with that? Do you buy the honey or do you buy the jar? <laughs> well, if you buy the jars, then what's the point? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. It's It's been hard. It's been a challenge. So we've tapped a lot into your creative side, but, mm-hmm. you know, you've also done consultancies for so long. Even now, you're still in consultancy. You're working with a fintech company yes. and you do trainings as well. Yes. How would you define yourself? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the place. You're telling, you know, I, I ask myself that question all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you say a prayer, I'm a very prayerful woman. And um, I sometimes ask God, what, what is your plan? What is your plan mm-hmm, for me? You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, to somebody from the outside looking or, he, or listening to me right now will probably think she really doesn't know anything about her life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what is she doing? Where mm-hmm. is she going? I don't know. What about where you are right now? I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm working in the fintech space, mm-hmm. working with techies, sometimes they drive me crazy, I tell you, man. <laughs> okay. There are days I come into the office and I'm like, I'm not talking to anybody today. But I think they also keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. They do. Okay. Uh, this is, um, and I, I can honestly say this is the first time I've been employed for this long. Because as a creative, you know, Mm -hmm. you're always beginning to think, okay, what's next? What's next? Mm -hmm. And this is the longest time that I've actually been employed. Okay. Yeah. But I think it's also eye-opening because a lot of people feel that as a creative, you know, you can't really take that freedom to move around. Like you have to find this one thing and then you have to stick with it. Yes. But you've allowed yourself to follow your heart. Mm -hmm. So I think when you look back, don't you have moments where you're like, okay, I mean, I've still been able to do my consultancies, but I've allowed that side of myself. You know, we don't, as human beings, we don't see the small successes that you have. Mm -hmm. I've done quite a lot, you know. You have. I'm a a property owner. I, I own a house, you know. Um, I own brands. You know, I tried to shut down the picnic kikapu and people just kept coming back. I still get phone calls today. They're like, can you fly into Kenya and do our gift hampers? And I'm like, no. 
I, I don't want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I've occasionally done a, f- a few gift hampers here in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, they come at a premium cost. Mm-hmm. And that's not And great. you're not and going to compromise And I'm not going to compromise my quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have successes. And as um, you know, like yourself, you're also a brand. You mm-hmm. have a, really, you have a business. Yes. It's what you do. Mm-hmm. But we have to celebrate the small successes. And I have been successful. It just means, though, for me, I've now realized what it is I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that I don't, but I do. I've realized that I'm the person who's a creative. Mm-hmm. I'm just not the producer. Oh, okay. So I have notebooks. I'm always, I've lost two right now and, I'm, and I'm, it's driving me crazy because <laughs> uh, that means that's two ideas that I've lost. So each idea that I have, Mm-hmm. I write it down. I write business plans. So what I do is I have business plans. I go ahead and I book the, um, I buy the name. Mm-hmm. I buy the URL. I do all of that. Okay. And I keep them and I just sit on them because wow. I know what I want to do with them. And what it is, is that I want to sell them. Mm-hmm. And so I am the creative. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be the producer. At my mm-hmm. age right now, I'm... As much as I love food, mm-hmm. I don't want to spend my whole day in the kitchen. No, making you don't want honey. To I don't want to produce it. Yeah. I don't want to produce it. But if I can find a company that wants it or find an individual who's like, okay, I have the money. Mm-hmm. I think I can buy this product. What can you, how can you help me develop it? Mm-hmm. I can help you develop it. I'm just not the person who's going to be in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. I, one thing I know about you is you're very, very honest. <laughs> yeah, extremely. You do not hold back. Yeah. And I love that you just had that moment where you say, you know what? I'm a property owner. Yeah. I've been successful. I've done so many things because um, especially when you're in a space that is so fluid and you're moving and so versatile, yeah. sometimes you're like, okay, when people say, what exactly do you do? You're like, oh, I've done this, that, 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 that. You, you forget. You yes, forget you that you've been able to do so much. Yeah. So you said you now know exactly what it is you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're passionate about working with the youth as well. Yes. So is there something that you're working on or working towards at this point? There's actually not. Well, I guess it's, it's um, the cottage industry. Like when you look here in Uganda, mm-hmm. there's a lot of university graduates and there's not enough jobs. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, not just in Uganda, but in Africa as a whole, mm-hmm. we have all these graduates, and so you you have to consider them youth because when you're 18 and you're some of you are just out of high school, some of you are out of university, you're youth really to us. So well, somebody well, my well, age in Uganda, you're youth even if you're 50 years old. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I'm youth. Oh my God, I'm youth. You know, I'm youth. I'm young. I'm young at heart. Yes, um, uh-huh. is that. There's so many great ideas out there, Mm -hmm. especially with the cottage industry. One of the things I'd really like to get into is to be like on an advisory board for Mm -hmm. like a cottage industry, something that has to do with the cottage industry, Mm -hmm. um, so that I can walk them through that journey because it's a lonely journey Mm -hmm. and it's a frustrating journey. And I have walked it, not just here in Uganda, but of course in Kenya. Mm -hmm. So I would like to to walk with them on that journey and, you know, and see where I can help them. It, It doesn't have to be financially. It could be that somebody just needs somebody to tell them, okay, how do you get this? Where do you go? I've done a, I'm a research queen. Mm-hmm. So I've done a lot of research. I'm willing to share the knowledge with the youth that want the knowledge that has to do with the cottage industry because that's my area of expertise mm-hmm. that has to do with food and, you know, anything like that. But the other thing that is closer to my heart is women 
and mm-hmm. not because I have anything against men, mm-hmm. but because women are so disadvantaged to begin with. Okay. So I do have a product that I want to roll out probably in the next three or four months. But this is not a product; it's it's a service. A service. A service. Um, it's not like I'm getting in the kitchen. Well, you never know; it might evolve <laughs> back into the kitchen. You, you never, never say never. Never, never say never. Mm-hmm. But that one is something that's close to my heart, and I hope that we can have a conversation later about it mm-hmm. when I've completed it. It's a program that I'm writing mm-hmm. that's going to help. Uh, that's going to help women. You know, whether you're from the village, whether you're local, and it helps. It helps whether you're white collar or blue collar. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that one is very close. It's something that's very close to my heart. Okay. Yeah. So, Angeshi, how mm-hmm. can we get in touch with you as we wrap up? How can someone get in touch with you? Well. You can actually, you can send me an email mm-hmm. um, and that's at orders at thepicnickikapu.com mm-hmm. and you can also go to my website if you want to know a little bit more about me. Mm-hmm. I write I write a personal blog. Some of it may be very personal, but that's why it's there. I've uh-huh. gotten a good response from a lot of people who've read it. Um, and that's www.thepicnickikapu.com mm-hmm. and you can get everything about me is on there. I, I'm as open as a book. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you Such so much. Such a pleasure much. chatting with you. And and yeah, just hearing about, you know, your evolution over time. Yeah. And what you're passionate about. You didn't Ooh. even mention that, you know, you do voiceovers professionally like you did back in the day as well. So there's a bit of that too. Some media training in there as well. Again, you see now anyone who's listening is thinking, what? What is she doing? <laughs> What is she doing again? <laughs> so many different things. <clears throat> so many different things, man. You know what? You you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what age you are, and I'm 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 heading up there in in terms of age. But you mm-hmm. never you never stop learning. So your philosophy in life, what would you say? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What moves you? What drives you? What do you not compromise on? There are certain things I will not compromise, but I think those ones are a little bit. Personal, <laughs> okay. In, in terms of the things that I, I will not compromise, but one of the big things that I, the one of my main things in my life that I will not compromise, I will not compromise um, somebody who lies. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Lying mm-hmm. for me is is the ultimate betrayal. You can do just about anything, mm-hmm. but lying, because you know, lying leads up to so many things. Yeah. So that is your deal breaker. <clears throat> That's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, my philosophy in life is: um, Do I have one? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Like what? You're alive. Mm-hmm. There are days that you know everybody believes that you're supposed to wake up happy every single day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work out that no, way. It really no. doesn't. You know, um, right now I have a team. Uh, my colleagues were like what 35. We're 35 people. Mm-hmm. Soon to add an additional, you know, maybe 20 people. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've got to accept people the way they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will not accept the liars, though. <laughs> <laughs> no liars. No liars. Mm-hmm. Um, just take um, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's not even so much as one day at a time. There's something that I say. Um, I lost two of my family members in a very short time span, a year and a half apart. Mm. And literally for me to get out of bed, there are days when I didn't think I would survive it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say day by day. Mm-hmm. I literally said step by step because that's the only way that I could move on. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. So I think that has become more my motivation that even the days that I don't want to get out of bed, mm. maybe I'm going through a grief journey or maybe there's some work I didn't get done and I'm thinking I do not want to go to work. I literally just say to myself and I say to God, I said, you know what, today it's one of those days where it's a step by step. Mm. Step by step, hour by hour. Step by step, hour by hour. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's beautiful. Thank you, Angeshi, for Thank joining you me. so much, Crystal. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. You and I can talk forever. Yep. Yeah, sure <laughs> that, can. I think that's very clear. <laughs> yes. But blessing to have you here. And yeah, I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so to much. To hear more about what you're working on. Thank you so much. Groove Cafe. Groove Cafe was powered by Equity. Dial star 247 hash. Send money, pay bills, or check account balance. Anytime, anywhere, any phone. Star 247 hash.